It's RYOBI days at the Home Depot. Buy a RYOBI OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select RYOBI OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other RYOBI tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. RYOBI days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Hey, welcome to another episode of the Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got my co-host with me, Billy Dees. Well, hello everyone. How are you doing? Hope you're having a uh, fantastic evening. Not too bad. Got Jack Casey with us too. Hey guys. Uh, how's y'all's few days been? Since... I guess I was okay. I mean, uh, I don't know. I've been in a rut lately, so. In a rut? <laughs> You got, to, you got to be coming down there and drag your ass up, I guess. Have to come down there and give you one of them uh, Tony Robbins pep speeches. <laughs> I guess so. And it'd be pretty bad if I'd listen to that shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I posted a thing on him the other day. That dude didn't have it easy. That dude didn't have it nowhere near easy. His mama abused him, like, to the extreme. His mama was very abusive. His dad left him when he was a kid. And he, as a matter of fact, if it hadn't have been for Jim Ron, which is another motivational speaker, he probably wouldn't have made it where he's at today. Because he's the one that he wrote him a letter and asked him if he could go to work for him. And Jim Ron accepted his request and let him go to work with him. That's how he got started. He, he and he was he, he was broke as a joke, working three jobs a day. So anybody could say, yeah, he's a multimillionaire now, but he didn't start out as one. So I mean, he he did it all on his own. Hey. That's a, great, man. I'm happy for him. From a broken home. Now, his, I forget one of the things his mother did, but it was, like, outrageous. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like pulled a knife on him or some shit. I forget exactly what it was, and that's when he finally left home. So how's uh, Jack doing over there? I'm all right. Cold weather's kind of killing all my energy, but, you know. It's working out. It's winter. Get used to it till April. I think we've got 112 days until spring. Oh, boy. <laughs> but who's counting? I got to go uh, de-ice my car earlier. It had been raining, so it all froze. Uh, uh, I went to go get a pizza, and then the pizza was, like, halfway cold by the time I got there because it took forever. It's that kind of ice that, like, sticks to everything, and then it's, like, layered, you know? Yeah. So 
gonna blow out my shoulder scraping that thing off. Well, you, good- you should you should no. have bought insurance for your pizza. Yeah, yeah. that's what I should have yeah. done. That's the thing now. Are yeah, you we have to buy me? insurance for our pizza. <laughs> Is that a real thing? I would well, not be what, surprised if it was. I wouldn't be well, either. Well, that's the uh, I forget what chain is doing it, but they're 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 offering this uh, insurance so that if you happen to drop the pizza on the way home or get into a car accident, you can get another pizza. I thought that was just a good old fashioned customer service. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, you got to pay to get customer service now. How, how many t- how many times have either one of you guys ever lost a pizza? I've never lost one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are hard to lose. I mean, you know, I've lost a cell phone before, but not a pizza. <laughs> the only thing I ever lost was half a Big Mac, and that's because I was drunk. <laughs> I lost. Now, well, I'll tell you what I, I tell you what I have done. I've, I've put things on top of the car and driven away. I've done that a few times. Oh yeah, I've done with, that with cokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did that with a Polar Pop one time, and my window was open, so it splattered oh. down on me too. And oh. it was like 90 degrees outside, so everything got sticky. Uh, <laughs> my car smelled like Mountain Dew for a while. Ugh. I want to give a shout out. I don't know if y'all have ever fo- uh, seen him on my Facebook. He, he sent a comment today on the thing I posted. Uh, Tony Cox out of he lives in California. I met him through okay. Facebook or whatever. He's got a long history of radio. He's been in radio for a long time. I just want to give a shout out to him. He told I posted and I tag him in it every time I do it, and he actually commented today that he'd been listening. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Oh, that's awesome. Appreciate all the listens we get, whether it be radio personalities or the everyday average housewife or whatever the case may be. So, but still appreciate it. I just I told him I'd give him a shout out for being a listener, so I thought I'd do that. He's got a like I said, his resume is probably huge. It's long. He's been in radio for a long time, so just wanted to give him a mention. Oh, uh, speaking of bad weather, they're calling for bad weather on Friday night, going into Saturday, but I don't believe it's supposed to be here. It's supposed to go way north of us, so we may miss all that snow. Thank goodness. It's supposed to be well, like that. I, I, yeah, I, I heard it was kind of warm. And when I say warm, I mean, you know, like 40 or 50 this weekend. I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. Uh, the north of us, I think up toward the tip of Illinois. I don't know if it's going to get as far south as Chicago, but up toward that way and into parts of Canada, it's supposed to get like a foot and a half in some places. But it's going to miss us, according to the weather forecast. While I feel sorry for all of them, I'm grateful for us that we don't have to have it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that could stay in Canada. Uh, yeah, because I'm thinking about going to O'Leary on Sunday, and uh, I uh, don't want to drive in that crap. So yeah, I think you're just going to have rain. It is supposed to rain this weekend, but I ain't heard nothing about snow. It looks like all just rain. That's good. But uh, yeah, man, I'm so tired of that stuff. It ain't even started yet, man. I I don't know how people get a kick out of it up here. I'm, there's some folks be like, I love snow. I'm like, yeah, you can have it. I've seen enough to last me the rest of my lifetime. Literally, can never see another inch, and I'll be happy. A lot of people in Ohio are kind of deranged, so I mean, you know, myself yeah, included. So it's not really surprising. <clears throat> do you like uh, snow? You don't like snow, do you? Me? No, I was talking about Jack. I know you don't. I don't think oh, you're crazy. No, I don't about like it. anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I figured. <laughs> it's like that George Strait. It's like that George Strait song. I hate everything. That's right. I hate it. I'm all right with the snow we get down here because I'm from the snow belt where we get like two feet of snow like every freaking night. So I'll take two inches over two feet. Yeah, you're up toward Ashton. Never fails to amuse me when. 
it never fails to amuse me either when everybody around here bitches about two inches of snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, you got to realize I got right to bitch because I hate it here as far as in the winter. It, it's really not that bad, though. I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that we've all convinced ourselves that winter in Ohio is hell, and that's it's really not. Now, Cleveland gets a little worse up around the snow belt because of the lake. Right. But in actuality, the weather here, the weather here, uh, this part of Ohio and South is actually pretty, pretty mild. I mean, there, there's maybe a couple weeks in uh, late in January, or the first part of February, where it gets kind of cold. But we're nowhere near what Minnesota and places like that are. I mean, that's I t- just. I tell anybody well, you- when they complain about two inches here, I'm like, if you don't like it, move to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to hear bitching about snow? You should talk to my sister and brother-in-law. They live in Boston, and we'll get like oh, yeah. nine they get, they get it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. they get a lot there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The, oh, the first, okay. uh, the I think two or three months after they moved there, Boston had record snowfall. She sent me a picture of the parking lot of their apartment, and the cars were completely covered. Like there were maybe uh, like tops of like cars and trucks sticking out, but it was all snow. So that's one of the things I remember. I have an uncle that was really an uncle by marriage, but he's passed away now. But he was from Philly. And I remember when they used to come to Georgia to visit every year, they'd stay about a month and because uh, he was retired. And he would uh, stay with my grandparents because my grandfather's dad, uh, husband is the one that the, my uncle Tom had raised them. And he sent pictures right. of Philly. And their cars were like halfway up to snow or halfway up to the damn door in Philly. And I'm like, man, even then as a kid, I'm like, man, I wouldn't want to live in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, I don't know how, uh, how people tolerate those games like up in Green Bay when it's like a dead of winter. There is absolutely no uh, way that I would sit in a football game in that cold weather. Absolutely could, no way. I could have 50-yard line, fourth row, Free tickets, and I ain't sitting in that shit. Yeah, no, no way. It's too damn I a, cold. I have a couple of friends who live in Buffalo. They're like, "Yeah, you should move up here." And I'm like, "Dude, you could not <laughs> yeah. pay me to live in Buffalo. You could pay me a thousand dollars a month to live up there, and I still wouldn't do it." Hell no. It's terrible. I remember when they had it a few years ago when they had to close down the damn uh, Buffalo Bills Stadium. I couldn't even play the game there because the whole stadium was filled with snow. Yeah. yeah, I made the whole stadium. They had to play the game somewhere else. I forget where it was, but the whole stadium was filled up with snow. It took like two weeks to get all that shit out of there because they got like 76 inches. <laughs> I mean, damn, that's ridiculous. I mean, how we talk about four or five here, and you're like, 76? Jesus. Hell, ain't yeah, no, way no, way. Hell. no way in hell. I mean, how do you choose? I can understand if you're bored there, but, man, I don't understand why the hell somebody don't get out of there. Yeah, they moved up there, and he instantly regretted it. He said the traffic sucks, the taxes are too high, and there's way too much snow. I've been through there, but not there to winter. I went through the spring. I was on my way up toward uh, upstate New York to stay off week with my weekend with a friend of mine from Georgia whose wife is from New York. And they went up there to visit, and they invited us to visit, too, so we stayed the weekend with them. And we went through there, and we went up through Rochester and all that, too. But I wouldn't live there. Not in the winter. Hell no. Uh, Browns got a win this weekend. I won't stay on football long, but uh, if they went out the rest of the year, six games, they may make the playoffs. Which I mean, that's if they win six games. They got to play the Texans this weekend. But yeah, anything's possible, yeah. Um, especially for a wild card. Uh, they're they're probably not going to catch Pittsburgh, but everybody else in that division isn't super hot. Oh no! So uh, 
And I couldn't believe this. You know who the fans, I forget where they voted at, but there was some website they voted at, and the fans, who they voted the greatest football player of all time. I, I have no idea on this one. Walter Payton. That's a good one. He's a I, good guy. I mean, he was a good football player. and great. Yeah, he, was. he was great. But the GOAT, the GOAT, no, I don't know about that. I'd have to, be, I'd have to place my bet somewhere else as far as that. It's not Tom Brady. Because, yeah. but it's Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice to me is the best all-around athlete. Period. Ever. I'm no, not, that I'm, means I'm, greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. Okay, I've been seeing that acronym for a while now, and I couldn't piece together in my head what it said until like, just it just clicked. Yeah. 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 And, I'm not sure who said it. If it was um, a Vince Lombardi or what, it was somebody like that. Somebody said this: uh, the greatest player of all time. Who was it? Well, he never touched a football because he never tried. There's your uplifting. Uh, yeah, uh, that is true. Quote for the day. Yeah, that is go. true. If you don't try, you don't get it. Yeah, that's true. I've always said that. If you don't take risk, you don't go get nowhere. I mean, hell, if you expect somebody to drop shit in your hands, you got a long damn wait. You now, got on the other hand, now on the other hand, I heard this quote too. Okay, Mount Everest is littered with the cold, dead corpses of people who overshot their dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I say calculated risk. Yeah. <laughs> you never take a risk that you know you that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, I, that's dumb. you got to have your dream proportional to your talent. That's what I've always you know, said. You mean I get to spend $10,000 to fly halfway across the world and I might die? Fucking sign yeah. me up. Now, as far as yeah, as far as me clap about Everest, you can fucking forget it. That ever it's too damn happen. cold. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand being cold, and there's absolutely no. I'd get ten feet up there, and I'd be yeah. Dead. I mean, here I am talking about how I hate winter, and you think I'm gonna climb a damn mountain into more snow? Shit, no, <laughs> hell no. See, I'm kind of the opposite. Breathe. I don't really mind being cold, but being too hot bugs me. I can, uh, handle, I, 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 can hand, I can handle heat. I told you, man, last summer I made the vow that I was not going to bitch one time about the heat, and I kept it. Even when I went to Georgia in July, I said, because I know winter's coming, I'm going to be cold all fucking winter, and I hate it. People ask me up here, they'll be like, when I'm at work, where are you from? Because they know it's my accent, of course. And I said, I'm from Atlanta. How do you like the winters up here? I said, well, let's put it this way. I didn't like them in Georgia, so you do the math. I didn't even like winter in Georgia, much less up here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that tells you anything. Uh, have you heard about this, Eric? I want to say his last name is Bowman, Bowman, B-A-U-M-A-N. No. I he's, don't know who that is. He's the California Democratic Party chairman. He resigns due to sexual allegations. Oh, I did hear something about that. Yeah, okay. yeah he's... Uh, so I guess it's not confined to just Republicans, because this is a Democratic, no, not the, at all. the Democratic Party chairman. He resigns due to pressure from sexual allegations, and I believe the governor that was elected of uh, California actually requested that he step down. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know who was given the allegations. I don't know exactly what the allegations were, but he did step down as the Democratic Party leader. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt California, to be honest with you. Uh, at this point, I don't think it really matters as far as, I mean, they need to get somebody in there that's a strong leader for the Democratic Party. But Yeah, yeah. 
What do you think about, uh, I've heard rumors that Jared, John Kerry is considering running for president. Do you think that's a good idea for the Democratic Party? Me yeah, personally? Not. Yeah, go ahead. Poison. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's kind of poisoned because he already lost. Right. And he's he's like, what, almost in his 80s now, too? Yeah, <laughs> he's getting up there. I mean, he's. I think he's a bit too old, especially since the Democrats generally try and like capture the youth vote. I don't know if putting another old white man as a candidate is going to do them any favors, but then again, they ran Hillary twice, and we all know yeah. how that worked out. So, and yeah. uh, she's talking about it again. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Well, she's hinted. She hinted to it. So uh, we we don't know. Oh my god! She, she hasn't she made runs an official again, statement, but it, it, it's it's been brought up. If she runs again, I'm never voting again, and I'm just going to go live in the woods and be a hermit. Yeah, man. I mean, there's no there's no sense in bringing her back into the mix. It's, no. it's it's pointless. I mean, she's failed. I mean, I'm not, you know, and it's just she's not got a good reputation. It's just not a smart move. They really, and they need to start now. The Democratic Party needs to start now finding somebody that's going to be a strong leader, a strong candidate, that's not going to be doing what they did last time they had a campaign and do it right. And it's going to be somebody that's going to have to be strong-willed and strong-minded because it's going to have to be somebody that ain't going to take no shit off Trump when he runs against him. I kind of like that NATO guy. uh, I'm sorry, what's that? I kind of like that Beto guy. The one who ran down in Texas against Ted Cruz. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems pretty solid to me. Did he lose? Really down to earth. Yeah, he lost by, like, I think a point and a half or something like that. Oh, wow, that was close. Yeah, it was very close, especially against an incumbent. I mean, there's a lot of hope for someone like him maybe getting to the national stage in 2020. I'd vote for him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need somebody that's strong. Maybe it is him. They need somebody that that can be a thick skin, take Trump shit, because you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. It don't matter who runs. You can't be a crybaby, and you can't be a whiner. Oh, I'm just saying the man ran in Texas against yeah. an incumbent. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's yeah. good. That's... Well, I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying he may be the man for the job. But I'm just saying whoever gets the job to run for the Democratic Party gets to elect the, to run against Trump has got to be, have those qualifications. Yeah. Because if you don't have them qualifications, he'll beat your ass. There is no way in hell that he will get beat. I'm just telling it like it is. There is no way if they throw Hillary Clinton in there, if they throw John Kerry in there. And to be honest with you, I don't know. Joe Biden may get it just because of his history, but I'm like, y'all, I don't really want him because he's too damn old, in my opinion. Yeah. Some of the names that have come up, um, I don't necessarily. Well, Cory Booker, I actually kind of like. Um, that would be an option. Another one is that I believe his name is Gavin Newsom. He used to be the uh, the mayor of San Francisco, I believe. Uh, he he's definitely got an edge. He would probably go up against Trump pretty well. Cool. But uh, he he's 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 really uh, liberal by my estimation. Very right. liberal. And uh, I, I don't know. They're they're going to have to come up with somebody who they're going to have to come up with another. In essence, a Bill Clinton or an Obama, somebody right. who you know uh, captures the uh, the imagination of the electorate. And um, who's going to? And two years is an eternity in today's politics. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Trump? He he could be uh, rock solid by the time twenty twenty rolls around, or he could be in big trouble with, with his ratings. I mean, who knows? Right. So it just depends. Uh, speaking of Trump, you know, you heard about the Ukraine uh, 
their ship was seized. Russia seized three other naval naval ships. Yeah. And twenty four crew members. Well, due to this, Trump has canceled his meeting with Putin right. for the G twenty uh, summit. Do you think that's a good idea? You know, I, I don't know enough about what's happening there. Um, you know, his lawyer, that Cohen, got into, uh, I believe he pleaded uh, guilty to he lying did. to Congress or something like that today. Yeah. And uh, this wasn't over collusion, however. This had to do with uh, some sort of a business plan to uh, build another Trump Tower in uh, Moscow, I believe it was. And uh, during the campaign, Trump was repeatedly asked about it. And uh, he said he had no business dealings there. Now, technically, that is true. Plans to build a tower is different than, you know, actually building one there. Um, and, and he claims that once it became clear that he was going to win the presidency, that he, he backed away from it. Hmm. So I'm not exactly sure what uh, uh, what exactly this Cohen is, is, is referring to when he says he lied to Congress. If that's it, that's, that's not a crime on, the, on, the, on the Trump's part. That's what even it if is. he was planning on building there, even if he was planning on building a, a, a tower there and he lied about it, that's not necessarily a crime unless right. you're under oath. Right, you know, people lie to, to the press all day long. Well, or read, he wanted to give a fifty million dollar penthouse in that tower to uh, to Moscow for Putin to live in. Oh, okay. So, for what now? He wanted to give the the fifty million dollar penthouse in the uh, in the tower he was going to build in Moscow to Putin. From what I've read from a couple different places today. Yeah. So, but but then he was going around saying he had nothing to do with Russia, no business interests, none of that. So, I mean, I think that's what they're referring to is um, he had all these grand some... plans and then he lied about them. Well, I see the thing about it is, is he had he was planning on it, like Billy said, and then he said when he wants the presidency, he pulled out. So that wouldn't be a crime within itself. I mean, well, I'm not he, saying it is. Yeah. I'm just saying that's been the focus of everybody's yeah. rage today. And as far as the $50 million, I mean, I'd have to have... I'd have to have more evidence or whatever to say that than the. I'd have to have some kind of documented something because anybody, well, yeah. anybody, I mean, hell, I couldn't tell you how much shit CNN comes up with. If I'm sometimes, I think they pull half their shit out of their ass because I mean, I've, I, I've, I mean, nothing against CNN. I'm not quoting them as the quote unquote fake news because I know Fox is, a, is the exact, exact opposite. But I've heard CNN say some shit, man, and I'm like, what in that? Where in the hell did that come from? Doesn't even make any damn sense. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, unless the problem is nowadays, and it's both sides of the spectrum, conservative and liberals. There's so many people giving news, but they got no evidence to back it up. You got to have something to lead it. Hell, I mean, if, if that's the case, we're just going through the rumor mill, giving out news. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. not it. That's, yeah, not that's it. exactly what it is. I mean, sure. you're not you're not even giving out news at that point. You're giving out shit. Sure, sure. And, and as a person that loves journalism, the journalism, I like to read the paper, I like to read news, I like to know what I'm reading is credible. And you know, you can say all. I mean, somebody, and I'm not coming down. I'm just saying anybody can say anything in an article, but unless they back it up with references, that's like, well, I went to college. You had to back everything up with a reference. But it seems yeah. like these news reporters nowadays don't have to do that shit. 
Well, there's so much drama in it, too. And here again, I always make a distinction when, when you're watching uh, cable news. There's a, there's a difference between these opinion programs and an hour that they kind of set aside as news. Now, Fox does do that in defense of them. They do do that. Now, obviously, Hannity is an opinion program. Um, now, MSNBC, I don't know that they really have a news hour. They're just about all opinion-type programs, at least the ones I run across. The YouTube is. Yeah, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's when, when Trump does something, it's always interesting to switch between those two because you go to MSNBC and they're slashing their wrists. Oh, look what Trump did. Oh, it's the end of the world. It's the end of our rights. It's the end of our democracy. And then you go to uh, Fox News and they're like, today, another victory for freedom. <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, it, it, it's really, uh, it's crazy. And, and there's so much drama in news. And unfortunately, the distinction that I just talked about uh, between news and, and an opinion program, the general public, they've been watching cable news for so long now, they don't make that distinction. I mean, uh, they listen to their favorite commentators who tell them the news that they like in the way that they like. And that becomes a fact to them. It's called brainwashing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's political and, and, and news brainwashing. We want to talk about, you know, people want to talk about other folks that brainwash people, but nobody ever talks about the news. And that's what's happening. They get to these people and they get hooked on these same reporters and they listen to the same ones. They never listen to anybody else to get any kind of outside sources of any other thing else. And so, so you have to listen to more than one. That way you can form an opinion based on several and all the cumulative information that you get. That's what somebody does. That's what a researcher does. But somebody, you know, they'll just go to that one, and they'll listen to that one the whole damn time, and then, and then before you know it, everything's gold. They say, and you know, you know, you don't know. Look how many people follow that damn Alex. What's his damn name? Jones. Yeah. And they thought everything he said was gold. I knew he was full of shit ninety eight percent of the time. But there's folks yeah. that thought he was the shit. <laughs> so I mean, you go, you know, you got it on all ends. Yeah. And now Fox, they got the jackass. I don't know if he was always on there. I think his name's Stone or something like that. He was all the time on the Alex Jones station with him, talking with him. Now he's on Fox talking. I'm, I'm not sure I know who that is. You would I don't know, either. I think you'd know him if I saw if you seen him. Right. He's yeah. an older gentleman with slick back hair. He was all the time on there with Alex Jones ranting and raving about shit. But uh, now he got him on Fox. I seen him on Fox uh, today. I'm like, damn man, what the hell? And he was just, he was not as bad as Alex Jones, but damn near. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch Alex Jones every now and then just for a good laugh, and so if I see this guy, I might know who, he's, who yeah. he is. If I could, if I well, I would say I'd go to YouTube. He ain't got a channel no more. <laughs> I was going to go to Alex Jones and find a YouTube video and send you the link, but I forgot he ain't got a channel no more. <laughs> Have you heard about Samuel Little? No. It's a seven, he's a 78-year-old man. I think he was out of Texas, if I'm not mistaken, but he's been extradited over to another state now because of some other charges. I guess he's 78 years old and he's trying to come clean of everything he's done. He was already wanted for murder in several of them or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're saying now, he is coming clean as saying he is now responsible for as many as possibly 90 murders nationwide. 
Damn. 90 murders nationwide. And they showed the map. It went from, he pretty much stayed in the southern end, but he went from California all the way across over to here, Florida. They didn't get as far as Ohio, but he's got states all the way across the southern border from California all the way across of people that he had killed. Did you see this guy's name was again? Samuel Little. Yeah. Have they have they actually <clears throat> excuse me, have they actually found uh uh bodies? Have they looked into this? Because I'll tell you a lot of times these these guys uh you know, they're full of you know what? They're not they uh, haven't found any bodies, but I think they have uh they've started corroborating some of the shit he said and connecting it some to some cases like, you know, missing persons and stuff. And yeah. th- some of the things are starting to add up. Whether they've got him for all ninety or not, I don't know. Right, right. But yeah. but some of the th- but some of the things are starting to add up that he knows some information that nobody else would know. That type of thing. Because <laughs> uh, he's because he's like I said, he's I think he's just. I mean, I'm not saying he's remorseful or anything. I don't know, but I know he's. Oh, saying, I doubt that. Yeah. But it, but he is seventy eight, and I guess maybe he don't want to die without everybody knowing what all he done. I don't know what the hell this case is, but. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of times when when they get to that age and they've been sitting in jail for a long time and they're not in the limelight anymore for their original arrest, they come up with this thing and they 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 you know all of a sudden they're this Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, and yeah, that that's that's not uncommon. So, well, Gacy said he killed over like fifty people, didn't he? And they could only really prove, I think, twenty uh, some. Yeah, and like, and that's bad enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Twenty or twenty, he died, didn't he? Didn't he die? Did he get? Did he get the death penalty? Oh yeah, he got executed. Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, either way, twenty or fifty, he's dead. It's just a closure for the rest of the family, I guess, would have been nice. But yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, that's all. That's about anyway, because it doesn't matter. Once you got the death penalty, you're gonna die anyhow, or you're in prison for the rest of your life, whether you come clean with it or not. It doesn't matter. It's just a closure for the family. Right. Because you're dead. It's dead. It don't make a damn. I mean, what are they gonna do? Electrocute you twice? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and speaking of Donald Trump, I don't know if you heard this speech he gave here a while back, here recently, and it was this isn't political anyway, but I guess somebody had made the reference that they had that, uh, about it. And so he came out and said, I don't want to sound conceited because some people think that I do, which I mean, fact is, he does. Cause, All right, buddy. Uh, yeah, we, we don't really think you sound conceited. We're pretty damn sure you are. But anyway, he come out and said that uh, people seem to think that in his younger years he looked like Elvis Presley. Oh, you got to be kidding! <laughs> no shit. That, I mean, they got they got the video of him saying that on the podium at the in the in the podium. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm like, are these fuckers blind? <laughs> he don't look nothing. Like well, you know, my younger years, I looked like Brad Pitt. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, I look like Sylvester Stallone when I take my shirt off and put baby oil on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains those photoshops I was seeing over the past few days of uh, of Donald Trump in a rhinestone suit. That's it. That's it. That's oh, exactly. Okay. That's exactly why he got, he got up oh, and said funny. that. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> Yeah, because I saw some of those, and I was like, what the hell is this all about? But I didn't know what the story was behind it. Now I do, and now it's hilarious. I said, what? I said, man, get real. And and that's not to say, when he was young, 
just like so many of us, uh, when he was young and he had the long blonde hair and he was and he was always obviously very tall. He he was he wasn't necessarily a bad looking guy, right? But to uh, but to put him in the category of uh, Elvis <laughs> Presley, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's like a whole different ball game right there, man. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure there's a resemblance there, but who knows. Maybe I mean, it's the pucker. I don't know. Well, that's what they showed too. Was they had, they had a picture of two. It was funny you mentioned that they had a side by side picture of both of them with their puckers. You know, yeah. And even then, it didn't look like. I mean, he looked like yeah. a silly, goofy ass doing it, and he had Elvis Presley over here. It looked cool doing it. You know, totally different. I mean, there ain't nobody ever lived cooler than Elvis Presley. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> there ain't nobody. I was doing Elvis. You got to realize I'm so old that I was alive when Elvis Presley was alive when I was born, and I know you were. But right. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So when I was a kid at three years old, I used to get free haircuts going in there and doing Hound Dog and shaking my leg. At three years old, <laughs> I, that's what I used to do. My grandmother would take me down to the barber shop in Potter Springs, Georgia. I'd get up, I'd do Hound Dog and shake my leg. Matter of fact, I got in trouble in church one time because the choir was singing, and in the middle of the damn song, I jumped up and started singing Hound Dog. Right the middle of the church, and my grandmother had to pick me up and take me out of church. Cause I told you, man, I've always wanted to entertain, so I was doing that even as a kid. So uh, yeah, I, I got to say, the one guy that retains his cool, uh, if he would, if, if you could resurrect him today, he would, ju- he'd be just as cool as he was back then, and he'd be cooler than any of us. Now, he wasn't necessarily, in my opinion, the greatest musician of all time, but in terms of cool. Jim Morrison has got to be it. Oh, I mean, God. Was, yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jim Morrison was a shit, man. I have to agree. I liked him, too. I liked yeah. the doors. It was a shame how what, you know, it's, it's a shame when you see what all, what would he have done if he'd have stayed alive, you know, what, yeah. what all would have happened. I mean, he was well ahead of his time. His lyrics were way ahead of their time. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. I, I, the guy that was a great musician, Jimi Hendrix, he died young. A yeah. lot of those guys did. And, yeah. Uh, uh, we got what? What? Who else was it? Uh, damn, the singer, the, the lady singer, uh, Janis, Janis Joplin. Joplin. Yeah. yeah, Janis Joplin. Yeah. yeah, she was great too, man. And uh, yeah, I've been to Elvis Presley's uh, original home in Tupelo, okay. Mississippi. Man, I tell you what, if you ever get a chance, you ought to go down there and look at it. Let me tell you, when you walk through the front door, take a turn, you're done. That's how big the house is. Yeah. It was a shack. little. It was a shack. Right, right, right. It was yeah, he one. Came from humble beginnings. Yeah, right. yeah. As a matter of fact, he was originally going to be a truck driver. It was only by accident that he became a rock musician in the first place. He went to record a song for his mother. That's how he became a rock musician in the first place. And then they said he was doing one song, and the guy said, "Let's." They said, "Let's try something else." And what they did is, while they were in break, they started singing this old blues riff from a, uh, you know, like they had they'd been singing with African Americans before. That's what Elvis Presley was raised around. So he started singing this song. He'd heard them sing, "That's All Right, Mama," and that was the very first song Elvis Presley ever recorded. They heard it and they said, "Let's record that," and that's what he started playing. And that's how that all got started. It was uh, Elvis Presley never intended to be a singer? It just happened by accident. <laughs> But it worked out for him, I guess. But hey, he tried, and that, that's just what we were talking about. Yeah, you never know until you try. Exactly, it paid off yeah, for his yeah. ass. But unfortunately, yep. he got involved in drugs. But that, that man, though, he was—that's the one musician between him and Michael Jackson. I don't know, might be a tit for tat, but them two guys—they couldn't go anywhere without being noticed. 
Oh, yeah. Nowhere. I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about countries. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could handle that. No, he could. He hated it. He had to hide in his trunk to even leave his house in Graceland. He couldn't even. He couldn't even leave in a normal way. He had to hide in the trunk. And once they got out, they'd pull over and let him out. You know, yeah. as 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 isolated as isolating as that can be, I sometimes wonder if that didn't play a role in their demise. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Jackson went down the road very similar to Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes mm. became, uh, you know, the victim of his own success. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, as, as human beings, our, our, our species is very much a, an interactive, just like, you know, prim, all, all primates are. And uh, when you're isolated for, you know, I'm not short periods of time, everybody needs their alone time. But when you are isolated forever, the way those yeah. guys were, um and you start to get paranoid because you're not sure who your friends really are, if they're just being your friend because, you know, they, they want to be close to you because you're famous or whatever. Uh, that starts to work on you. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I kind of wonder if that's why, uh, if that on some level didn't play a role, a significant role in, in how, the, how those guys ended, ended up dying young. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I haven't ever shared this with y'all before, but I think that's what killed my father. Oh really? My father was a very much secluded man. He uh, he stayed in the house all the time. He'd come out only to go get food and come right back home. He didn't go nowhere. He stayed yeah. in the house all the time, and eventually he died alone. He died a drop dead of a yeah. heart attack in the house. I mean, I would go down and see him and all, but it wasn't like I was there all the time. And the more I think about it, you know, I try not, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if I had my time to go over, I would have went down there and told Daddy that he could have moved in with us and he could have stayed with me. Maybe he would have lived a little longer, but, you know, there's nothing you can yeah. do about that now. But uh, yeah. but that, I think that's one of the things that killed him. He never did remarry after my mama and him divorced in the late 70s. He never did remarry. He never got with him. He had a few girlfriends back in his earlier years, but he never, he never committed to get married. And uh, he stayed alone the rest of his life. He, was still, he still had pictures of my mama up in a bikini on the wall when he died. Really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Still had her wedding ring, all that. Man, he. Uh, wow. My mama. My mama was a model. Uh, went to school to be a model, and really, yeah. And she had he had pictures of her and her model and in her bikini. But why she ended up not pursuing it anymore? They wanted her to do nude photos, and she wouldn't do it. Oh. And that's what happened. My mother. I mean, she was a, back in her day a good-looking woman, you know. She, right. But. Uh, so, South Carolina prison has been trouble. Some of the prisoners are apparently in trouble because they've been uh, using contraband in the form of cell phones. Really? And now how the hell they got them, I don't know. But they got uh, they got twenty four of them. It looks like, and what they've been doing is they've been posing as women and contacting servicemen. And getting and acting like uh, I think they've been acting like their wives or something, and getting nude photos from the servicemen. Ah. And then extorting them, I take it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're selling it in there for candy bars. That's awful, but smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, damn! Don't send you nude photos, man. You, you know what I don't understand about some of the. Uh criminal element is that 
as innovative as some of them are, and and I, I I've known quite a few over the years, um, and it, it's amazing. It, it's always amazing to me that one, they're very creative, and two, they're very determined. They when they when they get a notion in their head, I mean they're 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 gonna they're gonna do it. And what I don't understand is why they they can't channel those talents into business or, you know what I mean. Right. Um, uh, you know, some, exactly. Some of them probably could have, you know, started these major companies or something had they tried going the, you know, the legitimate route. Um, but anyway, that's interesting. Well, you look. Well, I think at, for oh, I think ahead. for a lot of them, once you get like you know a stained record, I mean, it's just harder and harder for you to live not doing stuff illegally. Yeah, and you just keep getting caught and run back through the system again. I know a few people from uh, back home. That's pretty much happened to them. They're in and out of jail because they can't get legitimate work. In fact, one friend of mine who got a felony back in uh, 2001 had landed a really good uh, uh, job as like a factory foreman or something, and he worked there for a week before they, you know, finally looked up his record. And they ended up firing him, even though he was doing a good job. I mean, there's wow. a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If the policy is of the company. Yeah, you, that can happen easy. I mean, yeah, um, that's why I, I mean, I still, I mean, I, I want to get mine a sponge, but I'll tell everybody I got one. I mean, I did something stupid when I was 18. Yeah, that's was, pretty much what you did, too. I was 19 when I got convicted. I did the crime when I was 18. Took a year to go to jail. I did a little bit of time, not much. Thank God. But it was enough to know that I wasn't going to do shit like that no more. Right, right. It's just kind of heartbreaking because he's not a bad dude. He's got a couple of kids. He seems to have turned his life around. He doesn't do drugs anymore. He got busted for uh, selling drugs, I guess, or something. Right. And um, and it just sucks to see someone like him who's, you know, motivated and hardworking and everything just get kicked around because of the mistake he made. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm, There's got to be a way to, uh, you know, you know, check into that because you know something that depending on what it was, uh, 25 years ago. I mean, that should. and then it's an isolated case. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always a little bit more skeptical when, when somebody tells me that, uh, you know, they've made that same mistake, you know, a dozen times and they have a rap sheet as long as the Declaration of Independence. Right. You know, that's a little different. But uh, something that, you know, happened 25 years ago and it was an isolated case. And, um, you know, I, I probably got away with some stuff when I was that age just being stupid. Right. That, uh, you know, bar fights and stuff like that. It had it, you know, the situation gone differently. You know, I, I could, you know, have this, uh, you know, this uh, black mark on my record. So there's got to be a way to, to, I don't know, remedy some of these that things that truly were isolated cases. There is a way to do it. I've looked into my case. What I've got to do is I've actually, unless I can write, the, I'm thinking about writing the governor of Georgia, to be honest with you, and asking for it to be expunged. Because that can be, that can happen. Because it's been since 19, what year did I get convicted? 1994, since I went to, since I was convicted. And yeah. I've not had any more trouble except for one speeding ticket since. Yeah, see And see, that's what I'm saying. So I think, if, but if I want to get it a sponge without writing the governor, I've got to drive down to Georgia, pay $75 per account, and there's three of them because I did all three in one night. It was stupid. But we're breaking it in in three places. That's what it was. There wasn't no armed robbery. There wasn't nobody there. I don't give a damn if anybody knows it because it don't make a shit. It was my mistake, and I don't hide it when I put in a job application, so there ain't no sense in hiding it now. So I put. So I did something stupid. 
three places. Yeah. But I got to, but I got to pay seventy five bucks per attempt. So that there's two hundred twenty five dollars. I got to pay to the sheriff's office. Then I got to go down to the attorney's office, and I don't know what I got to pay down there. See, that always kind of struck me as bullshit too, because I mean, once you've paid your fines and once you've done your time and done everything yeah. else, what makes you do that? Why do you have to pay more money to take it off your record? I had five years probation for that shit, and paying fines and probation fees. Yeah. Well, that's that's another thing that drags a lot of people back into crime is the fact that they can't afford to, you know, pay for all that. Personally, I think once you've done your time and once you paid your fines and all that, um, then it shouldn't they should it should be sealed. They shouldn't be able to bring it up for employment records, thing like that. Except maybe with the exception of like a violent crime or like yeah, uh, violence or something domestic like that, violence, or, yeah, or like theft. Theft is one I can see. Like, I would want to know if I was hiring somebody who, you know, ripped off other people, of course. Right. But, I mean, stupid stuff like drug dealing or things like that, I mean, I, I really don't see why that should have to follow you the rest of your life, especially if you turn it around. Unless you're a repeat offender. Well, I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah. if you're a repeat offender, you're going to be back in jail all the time. Anyway, right, so right. I'm just right. saying for people who make one mistake and then get out. You know, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you because, that would, yeah, that would make my case a lot easier. Like, hell, I mean, I think it's stupid. Well, they always talk about rehabilitation. That's not rehabilitating anyone. It's just keeping them stuck in a rut, like in a right, loop right. they can't yeah. get out of. I got one story left before we leave here, and this is one thanks to Billy. In Dania oh, yeah. Be- Beach, Florida, waiting in line at a store can be unpleasant enough without the person in front of you passing gas. So when John Walker found himself in that situation Sunday at a Florida Dollar General, he spoke up. Unfortunately, the loud farting was about to become the least of his worries. The Broward County Sheriff's Office told the Miami Herald that Walker got into an argument with a 37-year-old Shanetta Yvette Wilson, no relation, which led to her pulling. <laughs> which led to no, her. No, she looks a lot like you. Dude. <laughs> yeah, which led to her pulling out a knife and threatening to gut him. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's funny. to make a long story short, he point, they called the law, and the guy pointed her out who she was. The authorities took her to the Paul Ryan Detention Facility in Pompano, Pompano Beach, where her bail was set at $2,500. Now the dumb bitch got to pay $2,500 for pulling a knife out because somebody didn't like them shitting on them. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Well, I mean, she could at least do crop dusting, right? That's where you just let a silent one and then just walk by. <laughs> no, yeah, she had to be all loud about it. You know, I, I don't know the, uh, you know, I, I wasn't there to obviously have the whole context of this. I don't know if he got in her face or if he was whatever, but I, I, I you know, when you pull a knife on somebody, that's pretty extreme. Yeah, that's, I mean, to me, that's, you know, that's right up there with uh, using lethal force to defend yourself. And you better have a good reason for doing that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but by, by the same token, though, I, I'm not sure I would say something to somebody that, you know, here again, if they were just letting them rip, that's one thing. But, um, <laughs> you know, everybody has one slip out now and then, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would confront someone either. You know, I might within I'm my mind. That, no, even no. if they were, even if they were doing it over and over, I'm not going to do nothing about it because it's not my I'm house. Not there and laugh. Yeah. Make some kind of a comment. Yeah. I mean, it's that Dollar General. It ain't my home. When I get out of the line, I'm going home. And I'm probably going to be standing there thinking this is a nasty motherfucker while I'm waiting. But then I'm going to be getting in my car and going home. I'm not gonna now. If it was my house, that might be a different story. But at my but yeah. in the but in the Dollar General where I don't live, I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna confront somebody over it. But still, and yet, 
unless he got, you know, really violent with her, which it doesn't appear that he did, but I don't know for sure. Unless he got really violent with her, there was no cause to pull a knife on someone either over that. She just looked at him and said, look, I'm going to shit where I want. None of your damn business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to eat so much Chipotle and broccoli before I come over to your house next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crop, crop dust puck. If it ain't you, it's Lady Q always eating Chipotle. So y'all eat a yes. lot of it. Gail. I like it, but ever since I had, they killed them people, man. I didn't, uh, I like to eat it every, I did eat it the other day because Christina brought one of the burrito wraps from her work. Somebody gave her one and she don't eat it, so she brought it home to me and I did eat it and I survived, so I guess it's all right. She eats a lot more of it than I do. I mean, I have Chipotle maybe once every six months or so. It's just usually, there's one on the way to your house, so it's a lot right. of times that's generally where we'll stop because I don't usually eat before like 10, 11 o'clock at night, so, Whoa, uh, okay. but she's usually hungry, so, you know. Right. But, uh, well, after 10, 11 o'clock, that's breakfast for you. Yeah, right? That's that's pretty extreme, though. It's like, hey, you might not cut a fart on me. I'll cut you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, y'all got anything? I'm good, man. I think that's about all I got for tonight. Uh, we'll be back again Monday night on this show at uh, 11 o'clock. And I'm sure if Jack's around, he'll be joining us. Other than that. I ain't got none. You got anything, Jack? Uh, I might be in Elyria on Monday, but if I'm not, I'll probably be here. Okay. Either so, way, yeah, we're here if you're here. If not, we'll catch you on Thursday, maybe. But yeah, fair enough. Well, thank you guys. Have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, everybody have a great weekend. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.